As soon as I walked out of the airport, I remembered why I didn't miss Texas. The freaking heat. I'd barely taken five steps out of the terminal when my eyes were blinded by the bright Texas sun and my pale skin singed in the dry heat. I found an out-of-the-way spot to stand in a sliver of shade, rolled down my shirt sleeves, and searched through my backpack for my sunglasses. My eyes have always been sun-sensitive, just like my skin. That's why I needed my sunglasses. Of course it is. Not because my head was pounding and my mouth felt and tasted like the bottom of Don Draper's ashtray. I dug in my backpack but found no joy. Of course, I'd forgotten them, just as I'd forgotten my driver's license and passport. For the record, you can get through TSA without an ID, but they get personal, very personal. I know, I know, you're probably wondering what kind of professional traveler I am. That Saturday in October, I was the kind of 10-year pro who woke up 90 minutes before my flight, hungover and vaguely ashamed of my behavior the night before, and delayed the plane at the gate because I was puking up red wine and chocolate cake in the washroom before takeoff, and was thankful to make it, truth be told. We all have those days, admit it. And I'd had much worse traveling days than that, I can assure you. In fact, as much as I hate to admit it, getting myself out of travel jams is kind of my brand. Sometimes it doesn't matter how much you plan, shit happens. I wrote a book about it, in fact. Shit happens, or why it's more important to be flexible than prepared. My first New York Times bestseller. Don't get me wrong. I'm a planner and a little obsessive about it. I'm also willing and eager to throw out a plan if needs must, and too often needs must. I am absolutely 100% the woman you want to be with when you sprain your ankle in Venice, have a flat tire and no spare in Western Iceland, or get lost on the Walk of the Gods Trail in Italy. Nothing phases me, and so far, there hasn't been a situation I haven't been able to problem solve my way out of. Sometimes I can even charm my way out of tight spots, though I usually leave that to Chloe. Which brings me to my go bag, the bag I always have packed in case of a last minute trip or weekends away. All the Wander women have one, me, Chloe, Jess, and Ella. We used to prank each other by switching clothes around so Jess would be stuck with Chloe's wedges and sundresses when she showed up to an outdoor gear convention, or I would have flannels and hiking shorts when going to L.A. to review the latest luxury spa resort. We'd all gotten wise and started checking bags before we left, so it took a special set of circumstances for anyone to be able to pull it off. Like being hungover and late for a flight on a Saturday morning to see my mother, to speak to my mother for the first time in three years. So, instead of a weekend bag for a tall woman with skin so fair I almost qualify as handicapped, I had all the clothes and makeup for a petite Desi American chef. I mean, the snacks are great, but Ella's style tends to animal prints and chef whites. My capsule wardrobe is full of neutral basics and colorful scarves. And underwear, Ella, I had no idea. 
On the bright side, I'd already written, up close and personal, how to get through airport security without your ID on the plane. Who knows how many articles I'd get out of my first road trip with Marja in years. Writing about our poor man's vacations had started my career. And I'm not going to lie, one of the only reasons I agreed to this road trip was to get an article or two out of it. Hashtag adventures with Marja. Had always been good for a laugh or two and lots of engagement. I scrolled through the alerts and messages that came through while I was in the air. Instagram likes and messages, TikTok and Twitter notifications, Jess and Ella checking on me in our WhatsApp group, a text from Michael asking me to let him know when I land, nothing from Chloe. Headline news that everything is shit and the world is ending. That headline hit a little too close to home. The night before, the well-ordered, successful life I'd worked so hard to achieve and the future I'd planned out had been hit with a truth bomb that I never expected and have no idea how to manage. I shouldn't have gotten on the plane that morning. I should have stayed in Chicago and managed this crisis because it absolutely was a crisis. Chloe was the only person who I want to talk to, the only person who could help me, and was the one person who'd gone radio silent. The only person I didn't want to talk to was Michael, my fiance. All the confusion and uncertainty I'd been ignoring since I'd reluctantly agreed to a big wedding were front and center in my mind and in my heart. Oh, by the way, Chloe is my best friend and has been since we met the first day of freshman year at the University of Texas. Did I mention that Michael is Chloe's brother? I didn't, did I? And since I'm oversharing, I should probably just come out and tell you that Chloe dropped the truth bomb, telling me she loved me, was in love with me, and had been for years. So, yeah, my mind was spiraling out of control with what it all meant, what I felt, what I should do. I needed to sit in a quiet room and think. Write a pros and cons list, free write in my journal so I could figure out what I needed to do, what I wanted to do. The last thing I wanted was to be in the same car with my mother, Marja Evans, for 12 hours with no privacy and no means of escape. I looked at my watch. My flight had been on time, but was Marja? No, of course not. I gritted my teeth. One of the reasons I loved traveling alone was that I was never at someone else's whim or on their timetable. A text popped up from Michael. Thank God he didn't call. Knowing me, I would have blurted everything in one breath. Managing the fallout from that when I was a thousand miles away would have been too much for even me to manage. How was your surprise shower? Get anything interesting? Wiggles eyebrows. You knew it was a sex toy shower, didn't you? LOL, of course I did. I put in a lot of requests, I'll have you know. And here I thought the strap-on with the enormous rainbow dildo was a gag gift from Jess. You can pass that off to Chloe. I'm sure she'll get some use out of it. I ignored the message and my plummeting stomach. How's Marja? 
Late, as usual. Uh-oh, the forgiveness tour is off to a bad start, I see. Told you. How's the bachelor weekend so far? I'm too old for Vegas with a bunch of guys. The golf is great, but I don't like to gamble, and I've had about all the bottle service I want for the rest of my life. It's only been one night. Like I said, I'm old. I'm doing this for Tate, not me. I rolled my eyes. Michael's childhood friend, Tate, was an a-hole. A recently divorced, shocker, a-hole who was using Michael's bachelor party as an excuse to go to Vegas and probably pay for a hooker or two. You're right, Tate's an a-hole, lol. I smile. Michael knows me so well. I'm not saying a word, though what do you expect with a name like Tate Rivers? How none of you called him Tater is a mystery to me. I mean, it was right there. My phone rang. I expected it to be Michael, but it wasn't. Chloe. Shit, 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 shit. I didn't want to answer. Not really. I'm not nearly as brave as I let on, especially when it comes to being vulnerable with people. But I needed to answer. My wedding was in a week. And I couldn't say I do until Chloe and I finished the conversation we started the night before. I swiped my phone with a shaking hand. Hang on, Chloe. I switch apps and send a quick text to Michael. Gotta go. I'll text you from the road. Heart you. I sent it before I could second guess myself. I took a deep breath and put a smile on my face. Brazen it out. Ignore the albatross over our heads for as long as possible. Hey. You arrived safely. I could hear humor in Chloe's voice, which was a relief, considering. At least she wasn't angry. <laughs> the go-bag prank? Really? That's all Jess and Ella. I wasn't there, remember? Yeah. There was a long pause. Was this her testing the waters? Did she want to talk about it? Or pretend it didn't happen and move on with our lives and friendship the same way they'd been a little over 14 hours ago? It had only been 14 hours? It felt like much longer, and it felt like it had just happened. I touched my lips. How do you feel this morning? Chloe asked. One question, two different meanings, and God only knows how many answers. I took the coward's way out. Do you feel as hungover as I do? I asked. No, but I drink more than you do on a regular basis, Chloe said. I puked in the airplane washroom. I saw that on the group message. Even I haven't done that. I vomited so much I delayed the plane. Chloe laughed. <laughs> I'm sorry, Fitz. No, no, it's fine. I'm sure I'll laugh about it eventually. But right now I'm sweaty and angry and nauseous. Marja hasn't shown yet, huh? Nope. Take a deep breath and remember what we talked about. Don't get angry, because then she'll clam up. You probably won't get all the answers at once, so. Pepper the questions I want answers to in with easy ones. Right. People like to talk about themselves. That was true in theory, but Marja wasn't like most people. 
She'd learned a long time ago that there wasn't any use trying to set people straight about the kind of woman or mother she was, so she stopped trying. She knew who she was, and I knew who she was, and that was good enough. I would have agreed with her until three years ago when she stopped calling or texting or returning mine. The mother I knew wouldn't do that. This is going to suck. Darcy Elizabeth Evans, you are the strongest person I know. You've got this. Affection for my best friend swelled in my chest. Thanks, Chloe. Now for the good news, Chloe said. Oh my God, yes, please. Kate Murphy called. Athena Capital is in. What? Already? Already. I heard the smile in Chloe's voice. She's sending the contracts to our lawyers today, and she wants us to get together for a drink Monday night to get to know each other better. I put my hand on my head to keep it from spinning off my body. Holy shit. Chloe laughed. <laughs> I think this news warrants the full shit, Fitz. We just secured funding from the hottest venture capital fund in the country. I told you we crushed that presentation. We had crushed the presentation. It was a nice change of pace, giving a presentation to a woman and her all-female team who understood our mission. We didn't have to spend the majority of our time justifying wanderwomen.com's right to exist and answering inane questions like, aren't you leaving 50% of the travel market out by focusing your website only on women? And I don't know one woman who travels by herself. And the inevitable gem, what about family travel? That's a huge market you aren't tapping into. I sat down heavily on the bench nearest me, trying to come to grips with all Chloe, Ella, Jess, and I had been through and done to get to this point. It all started with a podcast idea born one boring Tuesday night when we all happened to be in town and decided to kill a bottle of wine. It turned into five bottles by the time we'd finished giggling our way through telling each other our most ridiculous travel stories. I won with the boat orgy, of course. I always win with the boat orgy. We should start a podcast, Chloe had said. No surprise, all of our crazy ideas started with Chloe. What will we call it, Jess said. Four drunk millennials? Not a bad title, Chloe said. My mother's head would explode, Ella said. Wander women, I mumbled, eyes closed. And Wander Women had stuck.